Now we want to talk about the network file system. And as I said, the network file system is a distributed file system and it's commonly used in clusters. So it's used or the motivation for a distributed file system is really collaboration. And this collaboration among, among users, but also among machines, so within a cluster. And so say, for example, you want to have a shared file directory for a project or for companies. And in, in a cluster, usually it's for a project. So you want to run one system and you have some files that need to be accessed from all of the computers, for example. It's also for sharing resources. So pooling the resources across multiple devices and give, giving incremental scalability um, by adding hardware over time. So meaning that we can extend the cluster and we just extend the network or the, the network file system or distributed file system and make this additional resources available. And then uh, the, the problem with this is basically the performance, scalability, and consistency. And we'll talk about this in a bit more detail in this video. But in general, uh, the performance is a problem because you, rather than writing locally to your file system, you might have to write to a remote file system or you might have to get data from multiple file systems, which will be slower. And then regarding scalability, the question is always, where do you access data? Or what do we do with hot data that many people would like to access? And finally, if we have writes from multiple sources, then we get into a consistency problem. So what if a file gets updated by multiple users at a time? And uh, so one distributed file system is the network file system. And it's a very common file system in clusters. And so the goal is to have a consistent namespace for files across computers. So say, for example, you want to have a shared home directory on multiple uh, computers, so you can easily access your information or your data or your programs on a whole cluster. And the idea is that you have authorized users that can access their files from any computer within the network. And the protocol is really designed for local LAN. So this is not something that we want to have on a, on a large scale cluster or on, on a distributed setup with multiple machines across uh, different LANs, but it's really one local cluster where we have the, net, the network file system. And the network file system creates a remote access layer for file systems. So this is a way to access a file system on another machine through the network. And uh, each file is hosted at exactly one server and then can be accessed by clients. And uh, the namespace is distributed across servers. And usually you have a server, like uh, a host where you provide some kind of share and that then will be uh, replicated or made available at another server. And each client treats the remote files as local ones, which are then virtual files. So the files will um, hypothetically be only available on the host or only lie on the host machine. And, but they are also available locally through the network. And NFS has a user-centric design. So the, the files are privately owned by a single user and you have a few concurrent accesses and this is important. So the design is really, if, it, if you have many concurrent accesses, then you have a problem because net, the network file system really doesn't work that well for that. And the, the idea is also that you have more reads than writes. 
And this is important because then you can quickly cache things. And this is also why I said hypothetically that the files are only uh, at the remote machine because practically it makes sense to cache them locally to have a version on, on the machine that you're working on or that the program is running on. And then you can read it more quickly rather than having always go to the, to the remote machine where the files are. And so basically NFS looks like this. So you have a local file system and um, then you have a virtual file system layer that gives you the abstraction to this local file system, but it also has the NFS client underneath. And then NFS client connects uh, to the network using remote procedure calls and connects to the, to the server. And on the server then um, the the client or the data is actually located and uh, the, the server will send the data that the client uh, requests over the network through these RPC calls. And on top you have the system call layer. So this is where we have the general file system API. And from a user's perspective, the network file system part of the file system looks just like the regular file system. So you also have the directories, you have the files, you can see all the files that are remotely available and that are available to your user and then you can just access them like you would uh, in a regular setup but the actual access will go through this rpc uh, calls and the data then will be sent over the network and so the sending re works through remote procedure calls that propagates these um, file system operations from the client to the server and in this way, it's really a replication system. So you have the accesses and uh, that are on the on the server, and you receive the um, you have the files on the server, and then you have the file system accesses on the client uh, that are sent through the network. And a naive solution would be for every file system access, you basically invoke uh, or execute an RPC command. And the server then orders all the incoming operations, performs them, and returns the result. But uh, this is only a naive solution because this will be too costly. Essentially, this means that every single small file access um, will be uh, very slow. I mean, this, the good thing about this, everything will be consistent, meaning that if you have multiple users that accesses files or multiple server, multiple clients that access the same files, then um, immediately everything will be consistent because the server will, will coordinate. However, um, you always have the network latency for every single um, um, invocation, for every single connection to the remote server, which is often too slow. And then uh, which, what is really a big problem, all of these RPC calls are actually costly on the server. So the server actually needs to do something for every individual invocation. And then uh, it might get overloaded by all of this remote procedure calls. And the solution as I already hinted on is caching. So rather than storing all this data only on the server, we're also replicating the data or we're caching the data on the clients. Um, all of the, the files basically that are frequently accessed. And then the, the clients will periodically synchronize with the server and um, thus basically ensure that they have an up-to-date version of the files. And as we said, it's a read mostly. So we're assuming that these files don't get changed all the time and especially don't get changed by different clients all the time. 
so essentially we have a multi-primary replication, meaning that we have uh, many, many versions of the files and also the, the, the individual system clients could of course update the files. So the problem is that we somehow have to do some kind of synchronization. We have to do some kind of consistency. And um, what Sun originally did, so originally Sun developed this and Sun uh, in the meantime is already bought by Oracle. But in 84, they developed the network file system and they had an in-memory caching. And so they basically blocked, uh, cached individual file blocks. So as we saw in X2, um, the, the, the uh, disk is basically, and the storage is basically split up into multiple data blocks. And then these data blocks would actually be cached in, um, in the NFS on the local machine and would be stored, uh, stored both on the client and the server. And thus, if you access these files, you don't have any uh, traffic if you do an open, read, write, and close, uh, as long as they're done locally. However, you have a problem if, uh, if there's a failure, and you have a problem with consistency if you have different kind of accesses on different servers. So let's look at these problems in a bit more detail. So one of the problems is a server crash. And anything that's not persisted to the server is basically lost. So, and one problem could be um, if you have, uh, say, for example, a seek operation. So, typically, if you look, think about a disk, right? So, first you have to seek the right uh, part of the data or the right block uh, location, and then you can actually read. And if there's multiple blocks at a time, then you can continue to read. So you're going to a certain offset uh, position on the disk. And um, what happens if you're seeking and then the server crashes? Then um, the problem is that the next time uh, we're sending the read command, the, the position might be completely different and we're actually reading incorrect data. Uh, then we could have coordination, communication omission failures. So the problem is the, the client sends a delete, so that's perfectly fine, the server processes it, and uh, the delete, uh, the acknowledgement for the delete is actually lost. So while sending this acknowledgement back, um, it gets lost in the network. And then uh, another client actually produces a file that was uh, that has the same name as the file that was deleted earlier uh, by the client A. Uh, then um, a, of course, times out, right? It didn't get any kind of uh, answer to the delete. So it will send the delete again. And then the, the file will be deleted that uh, be created. And this is, of course, also something that we don't want. And finally, what can happen is that the client crashes. And since the caching is done in memory, all of the updates uh, by the client are not synced with the server, um, that are, were not synced by the server are lost. So, and what's the solution to this? The solution is stateless RPC. So stateless remote procedure calls. And the idea here is that rather than uh, requiring the RPC calls or the individual commons to carry over state. So if you think about the read operation that has a state, right? So we have a seek and then we need to keep the seek in mind when doing the read and we can uh, basically eliminate this state if um, we give the, the position that we want to read with the read command. Uh, 
So rather than remembering the seek, we're saying, okay, please read this position. Then this call is stateless because it will always contain or give the same result uh, independent of any kind of other uh, information or any kind of other operation that was there before, except for, of course, other update operations. But it will read the same data block that we were looking for. And the server has all information needed to make uh, the correct read. And uh, in, a, in stateless RPC, the server can fail and continue to serve commands without recovering old state. And this was the problem, if we remember, um, for the read earlier. If we need to remember the seek where we had to go, then we have a state that needs to be stored. And in NFS, really, the remote procedure calls are also idempotent. This means we can ap apply them multiple times without any problem. So meaning, for example, uh, the read position um, is stateless. If we, if we apply this multiple times, then we're just going to return the same uh, read again, and there's nothing is lost. If we delete something rather than deleting the file name, uh, we delete the ID, a unique ID, because then if we delete this multiple times, um, if it wasn't deleted the first time, then the second time it will be deleted. And if it was deleted the first time, then the second time it, the file is already gone. And if there's a new file that has the same name, um, then it will have a different ID and thus the file, uh, then the, the operation is still valid. So we cannot wrongly delete any file. So what about concurrency? And here uh, we have a problem because NFS doesn't provide any guarantees on concurrency. Uh, so the server may get an update of losing uh, from one client or from the other client or a mixture of both. So this is something we do not know. If multiple uh, clients write to the same file, then um, basically we have a, uh, a problem. But usually this is not a concern due to the user-centric design. So the, the assumption is that we have no concurrent rights. This, of course, can be a problem if you have a cluster, right? So think about a, something like a log. So you have a shared home directory uh, in your cluster, and you want to write a log, and all of the clients or on all of the cluster nodes, you're writing the same log. So all of a sudden, all of the clients uh, write to the same file. And then what you get is really a mixture uh, of the file typically, or you get some, some errors. So what you usually do then is that you ensure that each client will create their own um, log. So and usually you can do this by appending the, the, the client name or the server name to logs, then you're basically safe. But this is something that can actually quickly happen if you would say, for example, just write uh, log dot log or something, and uh, each of the clients, each of the nodes will create the same log. Then in NFS, then um, you will for sure have a consistency problem. So finally, uh, as a summary, as a first distributed file system, we looked at the network uh, file system. It's a transport transparent uh, layer for remote file access using the virtual file system in Linux or Unix, so both. And uh, so in the end, if you have this, it really looks just like regular directories. So you can mount it like a regular partition 
and then um, use it as a, as a directory in, or as regular directories in files in your file system. It has client-side caching uh, for improved performance. Otherwise, we would have to access everything or retrieve everything from the server at the time of the, uh, of the call. And um, it's stateless and has idempotent uh, remote procedure calls for fault tolerance and does per periodical synchronization um, with the server with flush on close semantics, meaning if we're uh, closing a file, then um, the, the, the file will be synchronized with the server. And, but there's no guarantees for concurrent writes. And with this first uh, distributed file system, let's look at the Google file system as the first big data file system next. <laughs> 